With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hi guys, well from Salt Lake City, Utah It's Thank God I'm Atheist The podcast I'm Frank And I'm Dan And coming up on this, our 250th episode We're going to talk about seminary We're going to talk about how The reason why Frank and I can both claim That we are We were ordained priests Who went to seminary Who went to seminary Seminary Not cemetery We can both Not yet accurately claim that we attended seminary and were ordained priests and we'll tell you why that works how that that, and how dumb that claim actually is yeah but it's real but it's true and we'll be talking about it and blah 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 and i was an elder in the lds church that's true you were an elder i was i was never an elder (laughs) i was a priest yeah my dad's a high priest yeah whoa fancy that's amazing. It's that's some fancy stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, we'll tell um, you. It, it's all very, very impressive. It's very impressive. Uh, speaking of uh, people in churches and stuff, I'm going to talk about a bishop. A, uh, a but this isn't a Mormon bishop. Yeah, this is a Church of England bishop. Mm. Now uh, we, you know, the C of E, part of the Anglican Communion, the beginning of the Anglican Communion, really. Uh, which is sort of related to the the Anglicans here, the Episcopal Episcopalians here, I guess, the Anglicans in Canada. And mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, it, it's all one big happy family. Uh, n- not really. No, no, no. And here's part of it. So here's the thing that happened there uh, in England. Um, the the Bishop of Grantham, uh, <gasps> Nicholas Chamberlain, Grantham? Yes. as in Lord Grantham, as in the very same. Oh, that guy's bishop has come out as being gay. Now, not no. He what said, will Lord G- Grantham do? He said he is living with a man in a long-term relationship, oh. though it does not involve sex. I must see Maggie Smith's eyes roll at this. <laughs> Maggie Smith, the Dowager Countess, the Dowager Countess would only be concerned. If it somehow reflected badly on the on the family, mm, she would be she would have a disapproving pursing of her lips she'd, at least. She'd snark. She'd have a snark. <laughs> she'd have a line. She'd have I something. Hear that line. <laughs> uh, yeah. So apparently, he was ordained a uh, bishop uh, last year. Yeah. By the Archbishop of Canterbury, Mister ah. Justin Welby. Yeah. Who says that he knew that he was gay? But oh. As long as he didn't. Have sex. Flaunt it. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> if you see how these fellas dress, they all flaunt it. Whether they're actually gay or not, they all look pretty damn gay. Oh, whatever. In their dresses. Oh. In their big, fancy dresses. 
It's what and you do. It's what you do. Uh, apparently, this is not going to run afoul of the technical uh, uh, bishop's handbook or whatever, uh, because you can be gay as long as you're not uh, sexual, as long as you don't do anything sexual. with that. Um, the bishop's guidelines. Uh, apparently, his the so the archbishop has said that uh, it's his sexuality is irrelevant to his office oh. as long as ain't, ain't no fucking going on. And he screwed around. No. Oh no, he's just come out as gay. But oh. this is a big deal because there are plenty of. Uh, I thought this was a scandal. No, well, it's enough of a scandal just because. Plenty of other uh, parts of the Anglican Communion, notably the the Anglican Communions of Africa, Mm. are wildly anti-homosexual. And so they don't want anything to do with the gay stuff. So, like, Only when you say it like that, though, Dan. Homosexual. <laughs> they don't mind it otherwise. No, the, gay is fine, but, but as soon as you say homosexual, <laughs> they just can't. They, they can't. They won't. So, uh... So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, there are Episcopal, there's an Episcopal bishop mm. who came out as gay and mm-hmm. is like, gay, and like, I think he might be, he might have a partner and everything, and they, mm-hmm. they do it. Oh, so, like, that part is good. And then you got the Nigerians who are, like, breaking off, and you have some American, like, yeah. Episcopals who want to be part of the Nigerian communion and want to be part of that group because, of, because they don't want the gays either. The great gay schism. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll rip you asunder. <laughs> Ooh, just titillating. Is that that should that be that, little... <laughs> that should be a, a drag show or something? The Great Gay Schism. Or something. <laughs> Not sure what that. Uh, is. That probably happens every gay or, or every uh, drag show. That's right. There's some sort of schism happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so so. But the thing about uh, the the Church of England specifically is that they've. Sort of tried to stay neutral on the whole gay thing. They've uh-huh. tried to like avoid the problem. This doesn't sound very neutral to me. This isn't so. So this so shots are fired oh on home turf. Oh boy, for this one. Anyway, we'll people see. take a stand. We'll see what it all ends up meaning. Oh god damn! Yeah, just outrageous. Just amazing. Okay, where? How do I want to? How do I want to start? Mine are all sort of interrelated. Ooh, not related at all, actually. None <laughs> of them have anything to do with each other, but they all have. There's something. You're there's seeing something here, Dan. You're a conspiracy theorist. Mm. You're seeing connections everywhere oh, you look. Yes. Well, uh, I'm going to start with the story of a woman down in Alabama, Alabama, who. Uh, I'm sorry. Alabama. Who <laughs> I have one in Georgia and I have one in Alabama. So I, see. I, I got a little confused there for a minute. So she walks in to her local DMV. That's the Department of Motor Vehicles, yeah. for those of you who don't know those letters. And she's wearing a headscarf. Okay. And the, uh, the, the woman taking the photo for mm-hmm. her driver's license says, I'm sorry, you have to take that off. And she says that she's wearing it for religious reasons. Right. And she's like, well, are you Muslim? And she goes, no, I'm Christian. And she, and so to which the, she is told only Muslim women have the right to cover their hair. 
Now take it off. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's crazy talk. <laughs> so uh, the woman uh, the, the woman who was forced to take her headscarf off is uh, uh, Yvonne Allen of Tuskegee. Oh. Uh, and uh, she, uh, yeah. So, so this, uh, the, wom- the, the person at this office, the chief clerk yeah. at the office, Becky Freyer. Um, oh, I know Becky. She is. <laughs> She's nice. She's she's been defending the 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 policy uh-huh. of her, that she's stating here. Yeah, as the policy, right? right? That well, she's a Christian too, and she doesn't cover her hair. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what this Christian is up to covering her hair. She clearly doesn't know what she's talking about because I know lots of Christians that don't cover their hair. So obviously, she's a liar. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but, however, according to the ACLU, this runs afoul of Alabama's own policies, right? Regarding driver's licenses. Wait a minute. You mean that satanic cult, <laughs> the ACLU, is defending a Christian, uh, a very conservative Christian at that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, because the their the state policy is that. Quote, only the only acceptable, uh, I'm sorry, uh, head coverings in a driver's license are, quote, only acceptable due to religious beliefs or medical conditions. Okay. Nothing about Islam or Muslims here. Right. Nothing. Right. So, funny. Yeah, that is weird. And I was kind of taken aback as well. I was like, well, what kind of Christian? I mean, because like they surely, if this was like some kind of like Anabaptist sort of descendant group, you know, like the the German Baptists or whatever, they have the little uh, the little cover on their bun. Oh right? yeah, they'll on put the... their hair in a bun and they have those like this little little little, little cozy little, little bun cozy, yeah, a little bun cozy, yeah, bun warmer, and uh, and surely they wouldn't be objecting to that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't think so. And I don't think that's what this was at all. No, Um, but you think about, like, uh, the Mennonites, I think, and you think about, like, Amish, and a lot of those, the women cover their hair. They have some sort of, they have some sort of... uh, Well, Mennonites would get behind the wheel of something. They wouldn't need a driver's license, but Amish wouldn't. No, Amish don't need a driver's license, I guess. But Mennonites... buggies require some sort of license? Do you have to have the the B endorsement on your license to to drive a buggy? (laughs) I, I don't know. Maybe, um, but uh, yeah, it's all very interesting. But it brought up the issue for me of, you know, Christianity and head covering. Yeah, which apparently it's a thing, like a big thing. Like there's a there's a a, a verse of in the New Testament that talks about men don't cover your head during prayer. Uh huh. You know, because that's that's bad. Okay. But women, you better cover your hair. Because otherwise, it's as bad as being bald. Huh. Is what it said. And that's in the New Testament. That's in like 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 4 and 6. There you go. Well, that explains why I was always forced to take my hat off during a prayer in Mormonism. Yeah. I I never really understood that. I felt like it it felt cultural to me. No, I think when you walk into a church as a man, you're supposed to take off your hat. That's true. You know, but women... On the other hand, there's tradition of, you know, the, the Easter bonnet. Yes. And, and I know I, we've brought this up before. My ward, we actually, women would wear hats. Right. Not all of them, but there, there, were, was, there was a group yeah. that would actually wear an Easter hat. Yeah. Well, and down in the South, you get, you, get, you know, black ladies going to church. They're all wearing hats. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a big deal. Yeah. So. So there you go. So I don't know. Thing. 
It's you a don't, thing. You don't necessarily associate headscarves with Christianity, but folks. But there it is. You know. Right there in black and white. Mm-hmm. In the Corinthians or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about, do you remember, it wasn't that long ago that Indiana passed their Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, because their religious freedom was under assault. It was, it was in danger. It was in danger. Serious. And basically, this was a pretty dangerous law. It was one of those laws where all the Christians were like, yeah, but all the rest of us were like, wait, you don't, you don't see what's coming down the pike with this. Because it was basically like, unless the state can, basically the law said that unless the state can provide a, a really compelling reason uh, in imposing any kind of burden on religious liberty, it just it's not allowed to. Okay. Uh, so, like, I, I've been con- wondering when this was going to pop up again. And, uh, and it has. Um, not in one of the ways that I was going to expect. I was expecting, okay. uh, you know, Satanic Temple to utilize this for some fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, it's not fun the way that this has cropped up uh an indianapolis woman is invoking this uh religious freedom restoration act as a defense uh against felony child abuse charges (laughs) against her seven-year-old son oh dear god who whom she beat pretty fucking mercilessly with a hanger with a coat hanger uh to the point where the way that this was this came to light is that his teacher in mm. school, uh, just gave him a little pat on the back, and he flinched. Yeah. And uh, she raised his shirt to find <gasps> horrible welts all over his body. Oh, J- just like it. I mean, I I see. A, I've got a picture here, and it no. looks it looks like he's recovering from a whipping. Oh my! It's God. like these what terrible a- bruises. So they found something like uh, thir- thirty six. A doctor counted thirty six bruises. On this seven-year-old child, oh, on his back, God. arms, and legs, um, and face, I think. Uh, face, yeah, a little uh, like on on the side of his head. Oh, and uh, so yeah, she's she's uh, she's under arrest and 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 being prosecuted for it. But she said, you know, uh, she but she's she's quoted the Bible. Oh, she said, uh, "Parent who spares the rod spoils the child." And uh, and there's a biblical verse: Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from Sheol, which is I don't know what Sheol is. S H E O L. I'm not a biblical scholar, apparently. Anyway, yeah, uh, okay. so so the question becomes: Does she get away with it? Oh my God! Here's well, the thing: been the law that I mean. Yeah, she did not spare the rod. So there you go. Uh, it is a pretty traditional Christian belief. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've kind of fortunately, as a society, moved a- away from corporal punishment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, here's boy. Here's another thing. Um, in Indiana, apparently, and I find this incre- incredibly disturbing, uh-huh. uh, in 2008... The Indiana Supreme Court ruled three to one to overturn the felony conviction of Sophia Willis, who used a belt or an electrical cord, depending on who you believe, uh, her or her son, to 
beat her 11-year-old son, uh, and apparently they uh, they were okay with that. Oh, this woman's fine then. She's She could just totally be okay. She's totally fine. Um, th- maybe they should establish some guidelines, you know, of uh, <laughs> acceptable... Uh, acceptable rods or they just need you know. to change the 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 state motto no, what a- to uh beat your kids here <laughs> move to indiana move to indiana do what you want <laughs> to move. and claim religious freedom claim religious freedom my oh, religion yeah. allows me to beat up uh the pe- lawmakers what, what about that yeah i belong to a religion i'll well, find the verse that says uh yeah yeah Oh my God! So, well, so there you go. Okay. All it's right. fine to beat your child. Yeah, it is. So, ISIS, Dan, the Islamic State, ISIS. The, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I was hoping you were talking about the uh, the spy group that Archer works for. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. The uh, ISIS now has a. Uh, they've named a new enemy number one. Oh, is it me? No. Oh, okay. It's the Pope. Ah! <laughs> pope. The Pope. <laughs> wow. Is <laughs> now its chief enemy. Why? Because according to ISIS, uh-huh. he is a non-believer. Oh. Uh, and uh, they condemn him for defending homosexuals. What? Uh, and they really dislike the fact that he has, uh, that he's seeking dialogue with moderate Islam. Wow. Because, uh, you know, such moderates, uh, are apostates. Right. Uh, because, you know, they specific, the article specifically mentions one, um, imam who described Christianity as a religion of love and peace. Oh, no, 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 says ISIS. (laughs) Not acceptable. No. That didn't get this man made public enemy number one, but it did get Pope Francis named as uh, enemy number one. Uh, So apparently they are upset with, uh, well, you know, the the Pope has, he insists that the war on, on terror is not a religious war. Right. He takes that. Right. Okay. Um, And uh, he, he says, religions don't want war. The others want war. Uh, ISIS uh, insists that the war that it's waging is a religious a war. religious war. Of course, as it is. So they're like, they're just like, this guy's like crazy, you know? Yeah. So he needs to die. I feel like if President Obama isn't their number one guy, he's doing something wrong. <laughs> he needs to be their number one enemy because, but. Because he's the secret Muslim. Oh, he, oh he's, he's one of them. He's one of them. He founded ISIS. Don't you remember that oh, line? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> why don't I need? Why don't I keep this all straight? Oh, it's so it's so hard to keep track of. No, they love Obama. They yeah. Obama's great. He's their founding member. He and oh. Hillary. He and Hillary. Yeah, got together, together. Yeah. and founded the group. Yeah, and, and then said, you okay, know, okay, go guys, go. Yeah, they, you, then they, have fun. they set them free on their own. Oh, you wacky kids! But this Pope character, oh my God, he has nothing but trouble. Just the worst. I just don't. I don't trust him. I don't no. like him. No, 
Apparently he likes homosexual. Like, which pope are they talking about? Because this pope <laughs> is still plenty anti-gay. Like, he may say nice things, but... He might be like, yeah, don't kill him. Right, yeah. You know, oh my god, he loves gays. He loves the queers. Because he doesn't want him eradicated. Get him! Wow. Yeah, so ISIS is crazy. That's yeah. Say. Well, they're a little well, nuts. They got a little screw loose. Breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> ISIS is crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to move away from craziness to mm-hmm. some more grounded, uh, oh, yeah? uh, much much more sensical, uh, logical stuff. Oh, really? Elves. Elves, you say? <laughs> okay. Reykjavik, Iceland. Uh, well, not oh. not quite Reykjavik, but in Iceland, um, there's been a problem. There's been a problem. They were doing a uh, <clears throat> a uh, a highway thing. They were there. Oh, there was a ro- a rock slide, mm. uh, a landslide, and they so they they needed to uncover the highway. Mm. So they yeah. did. Yeah. They just moved all that dirt and rock off of the highway. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. In the process, though. Things kept going wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, there somebody got hurt. Uh, a couple of big machines broke down. Somebody fell in the mud. <gasps> Literally, someone oh, fell in no. the mud. What could be causing what a horrible all of this? Accident. What could be causing? Well, they figured it out. Okay. When they had moved all that dirt and rocks and stuff, yeah, they covered one of the elves' rocks. Oh. No. Uh, there is a yeah. strong belief in Iceland about elves. Elves or uh, what? the hidden people is what oh. they call them. Oh, okay. Uh, who live in rocks. They live and in rocks. Very specific rocks. That would hide one. That would hide you very well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, so and, so, and so, like, much is done to care for the rocks of these elves. And, mu- and much hay is made of when one of these rocks gets disturbed. If stuff goes wrong, now we all know why. Is this a whole nation that's just decided to participate in some sort of like Santa Claus fantasy for the little kids? Like, or is this like people really believe this? You know, like, I, I'm guessing it's uh, I just think it's, it's a lot of both. Something cute and charming about themselves. When I when I was in Iceland, uh, no one mentioned elves to me. I wanted to ask about it, but it felt like. One of those things that, like, maybe you can't ask about, but maybe you can. Like, I didn't want them to feel embarrassed or whatever, but I, you do want to hear about it. But here's the uh, thing. I think it's plenty of, It's not like asking about magic underwear. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not. It's probably not. But, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they literally, like, this is not the first time something like this has happened. Uh, they, in, you know, they literally have moved, like, the path of a highway where they were going to just clear a rock yeah. out of the way, they've uh-huh. literally like directed it, routed it around rocks. Oh yeah, just because they needed, just because you know, that was a an elf rock. And were these are are these elves related to any of the elves that I saw in downtown Salt Lake over the last few days? <laughs> the Comic Con elves? <laughs> yes, it's those guys. They all come to Salt Lake Comic Con. That's <laughs> really it's their favorite thing. Well, see, that's when they need. Yeah, well, the get them out of town, get them to Comic Con, <clears throat> and then be and like, "Oh no, we, sorry, you came no, home and your home was gone. Your, your rock's just over there now." Yeah, we moved it. <laughs> In se- 1971, elves reportedly disrupted construction of a national highway from Reykjavik to the northeast. Mm. Uh, the project suffered repeated unusual technical difficulties, 
Because, wow. it was claimed, the elves did not want the large boulder that served as their home to be moved to make way for the new road. Hmm. But yeah, a lot of people claim that they've seen them or that, they, uh, or that they, they've been given uh, advice. There are oh. fishermen who won't go out if they feel like they've been advised by the hidden people not to. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Chaos caused by the elves. Hmm. Very interesting. It All is right. interesting, especially considering that uh, the vast majority of uh, interviewed uh, Icelanders uh-huh. say that they're Christian. And yet they believe in the elves. Yeah. Apparently the two are not mutually exclusive. As Shakespeare said, are the elves there are Christian? more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, however, are, yeah, the elves might be Christians, though, right? I mean, that's... they might be. They, who knows? Maybe the elves practice the old Norse religions, mm. which is where they all, which is where the people all that come from. That doesn't jive with. They like Odin. Mm. That's not going to work for me. Okay, that's uh, you like a good Christian elf. I, you know what? Those elves they should be kicking out their houses. The problem, <laughs> the problem here is that they have they have caved. To the to the wishes of the elves and the elves now, they uh, they recognize that they've got some power. Right, and these elves are out of control. They need to just <laughs> get rid of all those fucking rocks. Just get just kick them out. Just kick them out. You're the Donald Trump of uh, of Iceland. Absolutely, get those get those rocks. Just roll them down the precipice precipice into the ocean. Just get them out. Just get them out. And then build a wall. Build a wall. Out of the rocks. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate fuck you. And make the elves pay for it. <laughs> oh, poor elves. All right. Um, Dan. Yeah. Uh, there has been uh, an attempt in Georgia to build a mosque. Okay. Uh, north or southeast, rather, of Atlanta. About 40, uh, 40 miles southeast. Okay. In uh, the rural Newton County. Oh, Newton. Uh, in a little town called Doraville. Uh, the uh, town decided that in uh, light of this horrible prospect of a mosque being built yeah. with a, an accompanying cemetery. Because no worse thing can happen to no your town. No worse thing can happen. Than a mosque. Uh, they have placed a moratorium on all new religious edifices in their community. <laughs> <laughs> they were smart enough to know they couldn't single them out. At least, you know, and at, then, at uh, least they're thinking long term. Good job, everybody. <laughs> way, way to think into the future. <laughs> There's no way we're going to need any more Christian churches, nope. is there? Nope. No, we're all right. We, we're full. We can remodel. We we're, can add on to. We're full up. Yep. Uh, they, I don't think they intend the moratorium to be permanent. They do, however, uh, they did, however, want to buy themselves some time to figure out what the fuck are we going to do? Oh my God. Uh, they, uh, the, apparently, um, they voted or they're going to vote on the 13th, September 13th. Uh -huh. And it is suspected that a majority of the, uh, county commissioners will vote to lift the ban okay um because they uh this is uh commissioner nancy schultz 
uh, saying that, you know, Newton County is rich in diversity and hospitality. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that's We are true. happy to see residents of all faiths and backgrounds live and worship together in our community. Um, that sounds like oh, a... Oh, golly gee. Um, that sounds like they went to, like, <laughs> uh, to the National Republican Committee and were like, can you craft a statement for us? Because we can't say it. We can't bring ourselves to do it. Uh, and uh, now... Uh, Apparently, though, the uh, the uh, religious leader of the Doraville Mosque, who has the most Muslim name in the world, is it? Wait, should I guess what it is? <laughs> if you want, it's uh, it's Muhammad Abdul uh, O'Malley. Uh, Muhammad Islam. Muhammad Islam. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty Muslim. That's pretty Muslim. There's no question there. Right. That's scary. Yeah. That's, that was the problem. <laughs> they didn't just send any old imam. They right. sent Muhammad Islam. His, his middle, uh, his middle name's got to be Hussein. Just, <laughs> just to cap it off. That would be the scariest name right. in the West. Yeah. Muhammad Hussein Islam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, he... Um, yeah, he says that we believe that building bridges with our neighbors is far more important than immediately building a new house of worship and cemetery. Now they want to build a bridge? <laughs> Jesus, these people, they always want to build. Yeah. I just, you know, I know. You, you and I, when we went uh, on, our, on our road trip through the south, we, we visited the, the mosque that, that caused so much trouble years ago oh, at, yeah. at, in Tennessee. Yeah. No, not Tennessee. Yeah. Was it Tennessee? Yeah, in... Um, Starts with an M. Tennessee M in M. Tennessee. Mustarda. McMurdo. Muffin. Muffin top. Muffaletta. <laughs> it was Tennessee. Any, anyway, uh, and that one was uh, that was interesting just because we uh, it's it, it caused controversy because it was right next to a church. Oh, to a to a Baptist church. How insensitive of these Muslims to come marching in to our communities, right? And building, you know, on property that's been zoned for churches, for churches, how or religious edifices? How fucking dare they? How dare they? So that church was what, what was really funny is that on the approach to the area, that church has like what. 20 giant crosses mm -hmm. out on the far like outside of their property mm -hmm. just lining the area so that like every time a muslim goes to mosque they have to pass cross 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 well, didn't cross, they cross, offer cross. like a an arabic language christian service as oh well. yeah i think there they was did a sign for, for right that. right you know hey uh you know why don't you come on over here we got oh my god we got we got it in your own language everyone yeah. look at us because cause look at how, how we reach out. Yeah, uh, One commissioner, one county commissioner, this mm -hmm. is the last little tidbit here, he told the Rockdale Citizen newspaper that he wondered whether the project would make Newton County, quote, a prime area for the federal government to resettle refugees from the <laughs> Middle East. <laughs> Rural Georgia. That's prime target. That's where I want That's him to go. I mean, not for their sake, because those poor refugees, but it made me laugh. Uh, believe me, they're going to let you know before your community is like just declared a yeah a refugee resettlement oh, city. There's only 10 of them. 
uh, I under that I know of. Oh, please put them all in the south. Just just to no, fuck with them. they're all everybody. over the country. That was no, the I want them in the south. I want I want to fuck with those people. <laughs> That's all I want. Well, if you have any suggestions as to where Obama should put the refugees mm. or anything else, you can uh, you can let us know. That's super helpful way to oh, make yeah. things happen. Uh, by writing into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. This is uh, who is this, Dan? You sent me this link. Yeah, who, who is it? Who who's this? This person yammering on. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. Is it Alex Jones? Yes, it's the Alex Jones show, and a couple of other guys. They're all going to tell us all about uh, a, a bloodline that that is, that is going on in society. Donald Trump, in my opinion, is God's prosecuting attorney. He's laying out the evidence and. It's like everything evil is swarming upon him. I think that the the fascinating thing about this is that, you know, you probably heard this, but I gave a word that I really felt was an answer to prayer. And God said, before I allow America to be destroyed by the Russians and Chinese. Okay, now this is hard to take. I'm going to reveal the sins of America's leaders to the people and the people sins before holy God. Doesn't that biblically always happen? Before a country goes under judgment, they get warning after warning and then one really big warning. I believe yep. the big warning's coming. I believe the ultimate warning is coming. Let me, let me uh, uh, Steve's taught me a lot about this. Uh, uh, you know, there's no aliens, there's demons. And, and Steve has a great explanation. He's taught me about this, you know, the, where, where these demons come from. Uh, uh, and we know that fallen angels rebelled against God, came to this earth, and uh, we know that they had sex with human women. And we know that the offspring uh, uh, were, were the, the, these entities that Steve will talk that's about. That's in the Bible. Yeah, it's all biblical. And that's why the elites try to intermarry is to keep that bloodline, right? Absolutely. Well, the, the, you know, the idea, Satan knew that he, if he could contaminate the human DNA, he could prevent the coming of Jesus. Because Jesus had to be of pure DNA. And a lot of the Bible, a lot of the really awful things that happened, the entire cities is wiping, wiping, wiping out the bad guys, was, was to cleanse the DNA so that, that uh, Jesus, Satan could not pre- prevent Jesus from coming. Was to cleanse the DNA so <laughs> Satan could not prevent Jesus from coming. Yeah, uh, you also need the mustache to, to, <laughs> to, ma- to make that accent come off exactly. I right. should probably also... I think if you talk like this, it gives you a, Mr. Gravel an, voice. an air of authority. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I just love one it. of the dumbest things I've ever heard. He just throws out that, oh, yeah, the reason that the elites are intermarrying, the elites, whoever they are, I'm guessing he's not talking about the Koch brothers. Those are elites. The elites, uh, the reason the elites are intermarrying is to preserve that demonic bloodline. Yeah. God, you guys are idiots. Yeah. That's just, that, you know, that's, that's, I can quibble with a lot of things, uh, but that's just dumb. These people are, that's just, these guys believe like in the Illuminati and shit? Like, obviously, they like, believe everything, but not aliens. Don't worry. There's yeah. no aliens. Aliens, aliens, it's demons. Aliens aren't real. Demons. demons. Those are real. Those are real. Let Remember, me tell you. they came down, had sex with humans. With women. 
with a women. Because all demons are men. Right. Yeah. I don't there know. you go. Good stuff, everybody. All right. Uh, we had some folks right into us. Uh, I do. Who oh, did we now? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, the first one uh, was interestingly left uh, anonymous. Um, oh. Dear fellas, I, uh, thank, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. Uh, thanks for your program. You, you often have me guffawing as I drive down the road. Um, as a former fundy, for, that would be fundamentalist Christian, as a former fundy who has listened to some Tony Perkins, oh. I was surprised to hear the report that he linked a past flood to God's alleged disfavor toward homosexuals. While I am aware that Tony Perkins has a very fundamentalist stance on the Bible, I have never heard him rant about anything as bizarre as associating a specific weather catastrophe to his deity's disfavor of gays. Uh, that sen- sense of disbelief in me uh, inspired, re- is inspired me to research the question. I found no evidence of Perkins making any such specific statement as you alleged. Uh, in fact, I found a Perkins denial of the attribution. Uh, so he, he goes on uh, talking about that. Uh, the bottom line is that Perkins believes God is uh, providentially in control of all weather. And that it, uh, he basically says it could be inferred because he does believe that God uh, is in charge of weather. Uh-huh. And he does believe that uh, homosexuality is bad. Yeah. That one that he could believe that, but he's never made a statement that, that this guy could find. You and I, Frank... We don't do that much research. <laughs> we do a lot of research, but we also sort of rely on journalists to do their to bit get it of right. to, to yeah. do their bit of due diligence. So we may, we didn't do our due diligence on this one. Uh, I'm I'm willing to say it's possible that we were very wrong. Yeah. And uh, sorry. Yeah. A fine line of family restaurants, though those Perkins. <laughs> is is that related? I don't. I've never heard of Perkins Family Restaurant. What? I, Along the highways, and they don't have them the here. Highways. That I am aware of. I think, well, although it maybe. sounds delicious, Perkins Family Restaurant. Anything then to Perkins? Anything that has the words "family restaurant" attached to it, <laughs> bound to be delicious and uh, tucked away into a truck stop. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's why you probably haven't seen them around here because where are the truck stops? We don't have a lot of them. No. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. There you well, go. Well, thank you for the correction. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do we, we have a voicemail, don't we? We do. Let's, I'm going to play it now. Let's listen to, to this person. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Steve. Uh, you recently talked about a, uh, a town in China that outlawed uh, religious practices in the hospital. Well, I'm, uh, I'm an advanced practice RN at a major major hospital chain. Um, it's not a religious hospital chain, but on occasion, uh, Bibles, um, I assume placed by the, they are placed by the Gideons. Book of Mormons, I assume, uh, are from the Mormons. And uh, even once I found a Koran, or at least it was like a Koran for dummies. Anyway, um, I'm an open atheist, and I uh, discreetly pick these up, and I make sure that they get recycled. Um, if I was less snarky... Um, I would just uh, ask the administration to to remove them, but if I wanted to be snarky, I would submit a research proposal, um, something like I'd get a hundred donated uh, books of each each faith, and then I would put those uh, one of each book 
in a hundred different hospital rooms, leave them there for ten patients, and then collect them all, have them cultured, and then I could uh, publish the results as to which one of those uh, um, holy books uh, is uh, spreading the most disease in the hospital. Um, yeah, that would be kind of a, a fun thing to look into. Anyway, hey, thanks, uh, and uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, that is kind of brilliant. I kind of love it. I I love the idea. Yeah, science. Yeah, because here's the thing: what you don't want to do in a, in a hospital is pick up something the last guy was using. No, that's a uh, no. When, when you're in a, a in a, in a weakened state, the last yeah. thing you need is like whatever the last guy was touching. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Bibles. Yeah, it's spreading disease. I'm afraid... Uh, Diseased Bibles. Your love of God is not going to help you when you get, you know, hantavirus from your Bible or whatever it is that's spread biblically. Or Quranically. Ignorance? Yes, that is... That's one of the worst diseases that comes from those books. The sp- but, and, and we and don't strangely even, communicable. And we, did, and we don't even have a culture for it. His oh. test wouldn't even test for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they test you with they do a blood test a urine test and an iq test oh yeah uh we had another uh another email do we yes uh james wrote into us uh he's uh from arizona he says i'm a bit confused about your nine arizona humanist news item uh this is something that you did is last this another week. correction kind of all right. Kinda. Uh, you claimed that they weren't getting help from the state Democratic Party, and it didn't want to do it. It didn't want anything to do with them. I'm guessing you got your info from re- re- from a religious news site, because I saw something similar there. To clarify some points, Woods ran as a Democrat in 2014. Uh, Weiser, who is mentioned in the article, is ru- uh, as running as a Democrat in is running as a Democrat in this cycle. Woods didn't, and Weiser uh, have, uh, sorry, Woods didn't, and Weiser has a very slim chance of winning, uh, which might be why they didn't get a lot of support. However, Munez, who is mentioned in the article, is already in office and is receiving a lot of support. Uh, and my rep- my representative is Crystal Cinema, oh, spelled with an S. Mm. Uh, she was well known. She was a well known. She is a well known Democrat. Uh, who openly identifies as a bisexual agnostic. Uh, Arizona does have some of the worst conservatives in elected office for several reasons uh, due to internal politics, but there's a lot of us trying to change that. Thanks for the great show. So thanks for that, James. Uh, And apparently, Frank, we need to be a little more careful uh, in just spouting whatever it is we spout. Or you guys can just correct us, and we'll just go on doing whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, let's just do what we do, Dan. <laughs> Crying out loud. What we don't want to do is work too hard. Terrible. Uh, did we have any uh, new? We have some new uh, patrons. Hooray! Dan, on Patreon. Great. Uh, I'm going to thank the following people real quick, and then uh, yeah. So we have uh, Kent, John, Marine, Mike, Zachary. And Randall. Hooray! All uh, new patrons on Patreon. Uh, Amazing. And and, uh, we've been doing a little bit of work on the Patreon page and the campaign in general. Just want to rattle off 
real quick, couple some couple, new some, some new, new things. New things. This is stuff that we think you guys are going to like. Yeah, it's stuff that we're excited about. So. Right now, we're at two, roughly $250 an episode right. is what's been uh, pledged. Right. Uh, we've set a goal at $300 an episode, uh, at which point uh, we will start uh, doing a video uh, version of the show, basically. And this isn't just any old video of a podcast. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna look really good, guys. Um, and so that's, that's the next thing that's coming up. We have other... Uh, goals after that yes. that are that have been published. We'll get to those as those start to become relevant. And, and we've set up some nice rewards. We've as got well. some new rewards. Uh, one of them, the one that I'm excited about, if you pledge uh, three dollars or more per episode, you, uh, Frank and I are going to record. Uh, we're, we'll, there will be a weekly sort of diary, audio yeah. diary thing yeah. that will be only available to those who are who are at that level. For example, as to like what these might end up being. Um, I recorded myself sort of walking through sort of my planning of the show, right? Oh, so a little, I was, little I was, peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I got online and I just kind of just talked my way through picking out some stories that I thought might be really good for the show. So that's going to be going up this week. Um, and then next week, it'll be Dan's turn and he'll put something up. Yeah. So yeah, so if you'd like to become... A patron, right? Just go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com. Look off onto the right side. There's a little "Become a Patron" or "Support Us" tab, and just click on that, and then there's some options. Yep. So and, thanks uh, so much, guys. It, we the, super helpful. The help is amazing. It, it, it uh, we and definitely appreciate it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, Dan. Oh, Frank. Dan, early mornings. I want well, to talk about you. Well, that's in, how I did it. In high school. Seminary. What? Getting up at what, uh, what hour? Uh, I had to get up at 5.30 in the morning um, in high school uh, because most of us were also in the band. Oh. So we had... Uh, we had also early morning band practice. Wow. So we, we had a, so band was first hour of school and during the fall and winter, he had us come in an hour early. Jesus Christ. We had a really good band. <laughs> so we practiced for two hours a day, but, but needless to say, early morning seminary had to be before that. Oh my God. So yeah, it was at five thirty, I think. Holy or shit. It was at like 6. I got up at 5.30. Here's the thing. So Mormonism, it, and this is not a required thing. This is not, you don't have this to do this. This doesn't get you into the celestial kingdom. No. No. But every Mormon kid is pretty much expected yes. to go to, when in their, in their ninth through 12th grade years. Yes. Their high school, traditionally high school aged mm -hmm. years. Mm hmm to go to seminary on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, as, and that, it's not, it's dumb. It's just more church is really all no, it is. Yeah, it's daily church. You get together. I mean, this is the way the early morning seminary worked. We would drive down to, um, oh, the Munson's house. Okay. Because my little town, Fort Gibson, had our own early morning seminary. Right. Because we had our own high school. Sure. And we weren't driving into Muskogee, right, 
to go to seminary because that would have just added more time to it. So yeah. the kids in Muskogee went to Muskogee Seminary and we went to Fort Gibson. But, and ours was at the Munson's house. And uh, there were five of us. And we would sit around uh, the Munson's dining room table. Oh. And uh, Sister Munson would uh, go through the seminary stuff. Oh. And it was... God. It was awful. You know, I mean, we were all just exhausted and tired teenagers. Right. You know, and, uh, but we'd, you know, say a prayer and I seem to recall singing a hymn. <laughs> right. Isn't that a thing with Five seminary? tired teenagers and one lady <laughs> singing a hymn. And then someone would have to share like oh. a, 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 like a verse from the scriptures, right. depending on which one you're studying. Because, right. you know. Each year you're studying something different. So like one year you'll study the Old Testament, then the New Testament, the following year, the Doctrine and Covenants, the year after that, and the Book of Mormon. And right? the Mormons being the uh, the organized, I mean, you want to talk about organized religion. This is organized religion. Yeah. So they send out like lessons for every, uh, for the whole thing. Yeah. They, they got a whole thing that they send out to all oh, of yeah. the everybody. So uh, Sister, Sister Munson would have she had... She was not winging it. No. She, she, had a, had, she had binders full of lesson plans. Yep. That, that, was, yep. that was handed yep. down yep. from the from on high here in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> Speaking of Utah, yeah, the experience is a little different for us. Uh, yeah. We, Just a little. We, so every high school in Utah basically... I think every high school, every public high school in Utah has sold off a little chunk of their property or else has something right across the street. Like the Mormons have bought a bit of property right next to every high school for a building, which is the seminary building. And all the Mormon kids get one can they still had early morning seminary. You could still go to that. Mm. But you could also just take one of your class periods off and go to seminary as your class period, as your, you know, fifth period class is seminary every day. And that's how the more that's like, that's how intertwined Mormonism is with Utah. This is mm. public school and you just walk across the grass mm. to seminary or across the street, depending on which high school you go to, to your seminary class. And it's just third period or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's some problems there. Full-time teachers working in the seminary yeah. thing. That's their whole, that's their job. It's Ugh. crazy. It's so weird. Uh, it's... I wonder if Sister Munson got any money. Uh, I doubt probably, it. I probably it a, not. It was a calling. They just try and, yeah, if they can, if they can cheapskate you out of it by yeah. saying that Jesus wants you to, they I th will. I think we wore her out. I bet. I, I I remember her being a little like. I always thought that she was a fun. I probably, now that I've named her on the show, I probably shouldn't speculate too much. But I always thought that she was a funny choice. Yeah, her. yeah, because she always seemed very sort of. She just didn't seem like the kind of strident Mormon that you need to like be getting up every morning, mm. you know, and teaching seminary. Right. right. Like she always seemed a little bit more casual about things. Like they were, <laughs> they were good more, like they were good Mormons. They right. went to church and everything. But like, like she always just seemed a little like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like if you went up to her and told her you were drinking, she would be like, yeah, everybody does it. It's okay. 
but just try, try not to do it again. I mean, I mean, she was still really conservative, whether or not she was like, right, you know, psycho Mormon or not. But she always just seemed a little like, mm, just a little distant somehow. But anyway, See, I would have loved that. That's a lot better than the alternative, which is some crazy hose beast. Oh, it, it was better than because we had a psycho before her. Oh yeah, yeah. I won't mention her name because she was psycho. Yeah, um, <laughs> this older woman in the ward. Um, her daughter was basically the same age as me. Yeah. And so she was in the class as well. And so we'd go over to their house when it was her teaching it. And she was like, she was militant. Yikes. Yeah. She was, yeah. Oh, God. I could just show, share stories, but not, not on the show. Oh, my God. You, you know, the thing that brought this up for me, the reason that I wanted to talk about this was because I just read a thing, uh, a, an article on a weird thing that happened uh just this last week where <laughs> where uh so the seminary curriculum that i that we were talking about that's mm-hmm. sent out from uh from on high changed mhm and then changed back and then changed again about what uh there was there was a a a a a lesson about uh prophets and re- revelation <laughs> um okay uh, that was a uh, was pretty standard. Uh, there's <clears throat> it, but but contains some elements that people might question, like more liberal people might question. Okay, what did it say? Well, here's the thing: it tried it tried to talk about the difference between uh, revelation. Well, or it actually conflated God's law and sort of church policies and practices. Okay. <clears throat> which he reveals through his prophets. Oh boy. Uh and so the idea so yeah, it's a so yeah, so this it's, idea it's saying of, that church policy is is straight from God, so fucking get in line. Kind of, but here's the problem with that. Church policy changes all the time. All the time. So then they had this sort of like this quiz, this pop quiz kind of thing where it was like where it asks, for each item, identify whether it is an example of A, eternal laws, which do not change, or B, laws of priesthood administration and church management, which may change. Uh, oh, and, this had to get some people really confused. So like, it starts with things like, under the law of Moses, only men of the tribe of Levi were ordained to the Aaronic priesthood. Is that the same or is that different now? Uh, for those who are accountable, so they were saying that that's administrative law. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, <laughs> so and then it says, uh, there, another one was, uh, um, for all who are accountable, baptism by immersion and convert and confirmation are required to enter God's kingdom. Is that an eternal law, or a, or a law of administration? And then it mentions, like like number four on the list. From the mid-1800s until 1978, <laughs> men of black African descent uh, were not ordained to the priesthood. Is that an example of an eternal law or a management oh, they law? They are trying to... Whoa! Uh, yeah. So, so like, they're basically... So, so, they invoked one of the most controversial things that has ever happened in the LDS church history. So, then... Wow. Well, uh, what about polygamy? That one uh, is that on the list? Is not. Or was on that the too list. hot for them? Because 
That's a tricky one. Right. If you want to start parsing it out this way, it doesn't parse out quite so easily. No, no, sir, it does not. Mm. Uh, so, and, and they're going to have a heck of a time when gays get the get get to marry in the temple. Yeah, yeah, because that's coming. It's coming. It it'll be it'll that's be another happen. fifty to fifty years or so. Maybe not that much. Fifty to fifty years. That's uh, you're giving yourself quite a. It's between fifty years <laughs> and fifty years. It's somewhere in that range, <laughs> plus or minus fifty years. Oh, whoa. Wow, Dan. Anyway, uh, so, so uh, the, they they also in this lesson plan recommended a role playing scenario in which a seminary student uh, would be asked to defend uh, a prophetic a prophetic revelation from a pesky leftist uncle at a family meal. No, who says that examples like blacks re- receiving the priesthood or polygamy being abandoned demonstrate that the church has sometimes caved to social pressure. <laughs> oh my god that actually was in there yeah did it say pesky i don't know pesky may have been no i'm i'm it doesn't that's does not say there's liberal no, there's liberal no uncle leftist, just, it I, says yeah, leftist? I, I don't know i don't know what it says because that part was not in quotations oh. but it but there was an uncle asking about saying those things <laughs> and how do you def- so role play how we get uh, how we wiggle ourselves out of that one <laughs> so then <laughs> Uh, then teaching them how to deal with like large Mormon family like dynamics. Yeah, I guess so. How do you stay close to the conservative teachings of the church? Right. Uh, so Practice apparently, now. apparently, on one day, that's what the, the lesson is. The next day, it all changed. An altered version of the lesson uh, was replaced uh, from this one, <laughs> and then the next day. It changed again. And then it was like, so So the first change, like, the mention of the blacks in the priesthood was gone. A big, long quote from Russell M. Nelson uh, talking about the uh, the LGBT policy was in there before, and then that was gone. You remember the this is the that controversial policy that was like, you know, we... This is the Lord's word. We all sustain this. We all got to... That's the problem. If they start going down this road too much and start teaching this as a concept they start to really paint themselves into a corner when there are these like loose canon apostles who are going to say this is not an administrative rule this is what this is eternal yeah and as soon as they say that this whole concept gets blown out of the water yeah well i mean i was always taught that we we hear God's law line upon line and precept upon precept, mm. which was sort of their way of wiggling out of. Sometimes we get it fucking wrong, you know. The, yeah. It was just so like I always heard that like the black priesthood thing was, you know, the Lord had to wait until the society could accept it. I heard that line. Yeah. So that so because if they gave the black because if they treated black people like humans too quickly. Then also, everybody would be all mad about it, and they wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't have joined the. They wouldn't have joined. I also heard one. I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but the gist of it was that, you know, the the, the, the God's mouthpiece is still a human being, right? Yeah, it, it's still a fallible human being, right? And 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 that that one of all of the explanations was the one that kind of just stuck and resonated with me. Yeah, that as was I a- was trying to work through a lot of these weird inconsistencies and 
troubling, you know, developments yeah. in, in the history of the church. And it's like, no, God's perfect, but we're not. Not even the prophets perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. So, but I mean, you, that was what differentiated us from the Catholics, because like, the Catholics yeah. always had these infallible popes. So I, that, that was kind of a point of pride for me was like, yeah, yeah, we know that this is just a man. Yeah. But he does get revelation from God. So the, the and question- sometimes, And the, 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 the part of it was sometimes it's really explicit, and other times he's just having to interpret, you know, feelings. Yeah. Which is the problem with feelings. Feelings are tricky. <laughs> Is this feeling from God or is this feeling, you know, the, the, the hot pepper sauce that I had last week that's, or yesterday that's coming warm, back on me. Just that nice warm feeling. Yeah. Or that dark feeling in my soul. Oh, no, that, wait, that's just diarrhea. Never mind. <laughs> that wasn't God. That wasn't the Lord telling me this, something this was wrong. This gurgling. Ooh, I've this got pressure that's building. I've got a dark oh, feeling in God. my in the pit of my stomach. Oh nope, that's just poop. That's poop. <laughs> but sometimes it's hard to distinguish. It's a it's there's a, it's a fine line. You know, the Lord works through mysterious ways. Yeah, and you know your intestine is getting a little disruptive. Maybe that's uh, the Lord giving you diarrhea. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, you have to guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I. D- there you go. It's a tricky thing. But the main thing I wanted to point out is that we had to fucking go to church at school. Every day. Well, you went to school. I went to the Munsons. And I, I didn't go all the time. <gasps> I kind of picked and chose when I went. I don't even know why I went. Because I didn't have to. My parents didn't care. Really? Yeah. And I, and I slept. I skipped it fully half the time even when I was enrolled. But there were several semesters. But then, on the flip side of this, so there were several semesters where I chose not to go. Then there were semesters where, for no reason, I chose to go to early morning. That's weird. Why the fuck would I do that? I hate waking up. I hated mornings. But I just did it. Well, it gives you an extra period to, like, actually do something for real at like, school. Yeah, get real school. But I skipped school, take, too. Take like, I didn't, I didn't do school either. I dropped out of school my senior year. I was, I was, uh, I was not, I didn't connect to high school at all. It was not my, my mm. jam. No. So anyway, mm. there you go. If you, if you thought that your upbringing, uh, that your church was bad, just, just ask yourself, did you have to do it every day? Did you have to get up at 530 in the morning to go every day before school? Devout Catholics do mass every day. Devout ones. Like, really devout. Like, the mega devout ones. <laughs> Most Catholics don't even do math mass every Sunday, so... And they suck at math, too. They suck at math. Just... Catholics don't do math. <laughs> That's the you, main takeaway we want. with all that math that they, that they would be good at it. Yeah. Oh, God, there you go. Uh, hey, if you, but if you want to tell us how your upbringing was worse than ours, please feel free to. You can write yeah. to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Go to the Facebook page, too. That's a great place to go. You can, uh, you can see what Mackenzie's doing. That's facebook.com slash Atheist. Hit us up on Patreon. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com. Look for the support tab. And uh, and and if you support us enough, you get to hear our, our, our thing. More stuff for you. Stuff for you. All right. Hey, thanks to Mackenzie for doing all of that 
fine work on the Facebook page. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, which I love. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Bye. Bye.